Hello, I am your host, Tiffany Carlson, and you are listening to Life After Paralysis, a podcast for people with spinal cord injuries. Uh, I am also the executive director of Spinalpedia.com. So thank you so much for listening. This is episode 24, and we are going to be talking about ventilators, using a ventilator full-time, life on a ventilator. So we're going to be talking to two people who um, are quadriplegics and use a ventilator to breathe. And this is a really important topic, I think, right now with, you know, ventilators on everyone's mind just because of the coronavirus. Um, and it's an interesting topic, but also, you know, we haven't really done a podcast on this topic before. And I know there are not a copious amount of quadriplegics who use ventilators. However, it needs to be covered. And this is a really important topic because life does go on after a spinal cord injury, even if you use a ventilator. And there is so much um, awesome technology available that can enable a really fulfilling life at home still. So we are really excited to bring um, these two fabulous people to you. Um, Our first guest is Drew Claiborne. He is in his 20s. He lives in Michigan and he is really really um a sweet guy he was injured in high school and he will be sharing um our story or sorry what am i saying he will be sharing his story with us shortly he'll be our first guest and then we'll also be joined by loa grisbach who is from washington state and she has been injured since her teens as well and she is really um a motivational person she's super positive and she um never wanted her injury to kind of derail her life plans and so you'll kind of hear about how she went right into college and back to high school after her injury and super cool so uh stay tuned uh we'll be starting with drew and then we'll be joined by loa thanks again for listening um i really appreciate it thanks all right so hey so we're starting the show guys so today we're joined by drew 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 clayton right drew clayton claiborne claiborne sorry drew claiborne Claiborne. i just discovered you online which it's kind of cool and i'm always loving when i go on instagram i search quadriplegic quadriplegic, and that's how i found you and so yeah and so like i was telling you before we started recording we're going to try to talk about what it's like to use a ventilator. I know I had to use a ventilator for the first month of my injury, but um, I don't know what it's like to use it after that. So this is going to be interesting. Um, Well, it's so odd because so many people say that and it's like, yeah, I see a lot of people with like the trach scar and stuff and you just have no idea like how long they had it or why. I I remember at U of M because I went to school at Michigan. Mm Mm-hmm can't tell yeah, uh, I, I can tell <laughs> and uh, uh there was one time i was like in the gift shop shopping for stuff mm-hmm. and this little boy just came up to me like pointing at his neck and he had to be like three four years old oh. and I, his parents came up to me like oh he sees your trach because oh. <laughs> i guess when he was when he was born he had a trach and stuff so yep. it is like this like small small community of people who are on vents and tricks and stuff. Damn right. They can understand at least yeah. what it was like. I, I couldn't exactly. I couldn't eat or drink anything. I had a I had a ventilator actually did my through my mouth. They never put it in my throat, but gotcha. that was my ad drowned. So but with your accident, yeah. I know I don't yeah. know literally anything about this. So this will be interesting yeah. to talk to you. Um I know yeah. you're obviously you're Michigan. Now how old are yeah. you? Let's start with that. I'm 25. 
25 while you're a baby. Yep. So, uh, um, 25 and you're a C1, C2 quad, right? Yep. C1, yep. C2. C1, right. C2. So let's start with how, how, how did you get hurt? How long ago? Right. Exactly 10 years ago today. It's wow. my half birthday. Uh, and uh, it was 10 years ago, March 26, 2010. And I uh, was learning how to do a backflip for the school musical and then I uh me and a couple of my friends were goofing around in the hallway and just thought we'd do some yeah. and then when I went to go do it I I broke my neck oh man so. yep that's how it happens you hear about a lot of tumbling injuries yeah. people in gymnastics and stuff getting broken necks too um shoot so yeah. when you broke your neck you know I always ask people like right when it happened like did you yeah. know how serious it was did you have any idea no no so I didn't wake up until like a week after mm -hmm. oh my god uh, I think I was in like an induced coma before then okay and when I woke up they told me what happened and as they're talking and stuff like obviously I realize I'm in the hospital mm -hmm. but I just kept thinking like well shit I'm gonna have some extra time for my homework because <laughs> I was busy as shit and just, oh no yeah that was my first time and uh it took a while for it to like settle in and realize yeah. realize what was what was entailed but yeah, everything was so hectic mm -hmm. that I just didn't even didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always that way. And then, how long were you in the hospital until you they let you go home and go back to high school? About uh, like three and a half months. Three and a half months. Gosh. Yep. Okay. So I know for me that yeah. was that that I waited about three months too. I can't believe you yeah. went back to school that quickly. I guess what was yeah. it? So I got out of the hospital July 7th and then I went back to school in September. Right, right, that makes but sense. But that first year, that first year was very, uh, very different, very complicated. Yeah. Where I just like kind of coasted and wasn't really all the way involved. Oh. They gave me these like bullshit uh, G grades. Yeah. In order to like make sure I passed and like kept my GPA and stuff. Um, and then it wasn't until my senior year, that the following year, I really stepped up and like started doing everything and getting back to how I was. That's good. Because you were usually a good student. Well, yeah. I was just super involved. Like I was in marching band and football oh, and basketball were. and wow. like yeah so I was involved in pretty much everything and then like like I said yeah my accident happened when I was training for the musicals so oh yeah you were in the musical too yeah. and you were playing football you were doing everything oh my god <laughs> I was literally everywhere so I just uh got to get back to that so like after my accident I like stepped up in marching band because they made it so I could still do that That's with like really a, cool. uh, yeah it's like an electric keyboard and stuff nice nice, and nice. so I did that uh, but my senior year I was like a leader went to all the practices and I made like 
made it a point to make sure I was doing everything I needed to do so that they could trust me to, to and we won uh we won states and went to nationals and all that kind of stuff all right well congratulations that's really sweet um so I think for me I have a question when you go back to high school and you, you know you can't yeah nope. did you have when did you need um a, a nurse's aide to be with you while nope. you're at school what was so, that like yeah mm -hmm. so being on a vet mm -hmm. I uh I definitely need someone with me 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, just in case, like if I have really bad spasms or if I spasm at all, I'll, my arms will push down yep. and yank my tube off. Oh gosh. And, and so mm -hmm. that's always why people events qualify for nursing. Yeah. Back in high school, I qualified for like 12 hours a day. Okay. And then just recently, in the last like three, four years, uh, I've been having like 24 seven hours of nursing good. because of Obamacare, which oh, good. I hope they don't scratch or fuck up, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty good situation <laughs> right now, which is nice. Oh, yeah. How do you yeah. find them? How do you find people that you like? Cause you're going to be with them right. so often. Honestly, that is, uh, <laughs> I've gotten better at weeding people and realizing what people work out good with okay. with me and stuff and so like my dad and me run run all of our our nursing care so like if so if for some reason we have to find someone new we put an ad in indeed yep. and put like our hourly wage and cool. what it what it entails sort of and then we just yeah schedule yep. a train and interview all that ourselves and just yeah. don't rely on an agency because yeah. agencies are bullshit they don't they really, yeah they don't really uh mm -hmm. bring you a lot of people no they don't and the ones they do mm -hmm. it's like are they qualified are they good no. how long until you send me someone that's actually going to be able to do everything i do that's cool so, that you guys um i yeah. tried to use indeed but indeed yeah. said I need to have like a business and all this. And then it was too expensive. Did you guys sign up as a business right. for indeed or how did you? Sign so up? I believe we signed up. I can't, can't remember. Cause that whole like business individual thing. Yeah. It's weird. I think that's, I think that's why we did indeed instead of like monster or whatever. Oh, Cause, indeed, okay. Cause indeed we were, Somehow we were able to get around all that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, I, I need to relook into it because I've used care.com. Yeah. What do you think of care.com? I don't think I've ever used that. I think okay. we, okay. I think we just kind of found our comfortable spot with Indeed and then okay. we realized the other ones didn't really work. We tried Craigslist, we tried yeah. Monster and all that kind of bullshit. What do you look for? Like a really person helped. with experience, obviously. Mm, actually, the opposite. Mm -hmm. Okay, they'll tell me, yeah. Just because I know for me, I train people on how I do things and how I keep myself healthy, keep my body healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's very different from everybody else. Okay. And because of that, I like to train my own people. So yeah. I like, it's, it's a mixture of both. So I'm pretty comfortable with fresh out of school depending on what they're going to be doing whether they're a day person or a night person yeah but i'm also 
comfortable with experience. So it just, it just depends on who, who comes in and who, how we vibe, how we connect and all that kind of stuff. If I'm, if I'm able to walk you through simple shit, then I know that Mm -hmm. I can trust you and walk you through anything that important happens. So. I wasn't sure when you yeah. have a ventilator, do you need someone that's qualified to work on a ventilator or can you teach anybody how to like do No it? one is. Okay. Pretty much no one is. So I can't really rely on that just because I know like 90, well, not 90%, probably like 70% of all yeah. nurses don't know about trachs. <laughs> so, really? Okay. Yeah. They don't learn about it in school if they do it's like a small portion of any, okay. anything they learn so it's okay. i'm going to be teaching them anyway there was one time yeah a, a nurse almost killed me what? and then we called 911 this was like right after my accident okay. right after i came home we mm-hmm. called 911 because i like passed out and stuff and then oh my god emt gets here they have no idea what to do so it truly is just <sighs> knowing your body and knowing all of your care yeah. to where you can train anybody. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I rarely come across people who are like, oh yeah, I know what that is. I know what that is. And they but don't. Like, I know one of the big things I do to like keep my lungs healthy is cough assist. Yeah. And not, not too many people do it. Not too many, too many people know the best way to use it yep to get all the all the mucus up and stuff right so i'm always just like training people and showing people new things and different things so you know the cough assist for so for anyone watching can you explain what cough assist is yeah so i'm actually gonna be putting out a video of me doing it soon Cool. Uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's basically this machine that blows air in and through the trach and then sucks air out like a vacuum. Ah, sweet. Nice. So it's like, okay. yeah, it's like the vent, but <clears throat> instead of just being inhale, it's inhale and exhale. Wow. Basically to emulate a cough and nice. blow all the mucus. Wow. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. Yep. And I... I do it probably twice to if I if it just like weather change and I'm really mucusy, I'll do it upwards of like six times a day if I need to, whatever's needed. Okay. And I walk them through it, and I kind of do it in a different way because initially, cough assist in the hospital just to get people to use it. Yeah. They only do it for like three or four, three or four breaths, but. I do it for 10, 15 minutes, however Seriously. long it takes to clear it out completely. Clear it out, yeah. Uh-huh. And Smart. then afterwards, I feel better. I yeah. can talk louder and all that kind Good. of stuff. You know, this is so fun, interesting because do people, did you learn this in the hospital or did you learn these tricks and tips, you know, after you uh, got out? It was all like bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And I've been really blessed and lucky, just lucky to come across like different information and different people at yeah. different times and to like, really listen to my body and stuff. So cough assist initially, I used it in the hospital, but no, nothing ever came up. Because for some reason, when I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. I literally had no mucus. That's weird. Which, which was odd, yeah. yeah. And then when I came home, all of a sudden I started getting mucusy. Okay. But then I was lucky because 
what we were able to find a nurse who was recently fired from the hospital okay. who could come work with me. And she, so I was 15 when my accident happened. Yep. So I was on the PED side huh. at U of M. And oh. then uh, she worked on the adult side. Oh, okay. And she would show me a little tricks uh, that they would do on the adult side. Yeah. And we just kind of put it all together. So kind of yeah. figured it out. And then I just figured out what, what works for me, get, get more familiar with coffices and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah. When you I use a ventilator, sorry to interrupt, but with no, people, I, I don't know a lot about, you know, the whole mucus stuff. When you use a ventilator, yeah. is that just come with the territory then that's bound to happen? Yeah, definitely. Because it's a, it's a foreign body. Like it's a foreign, foreign object in your right. body. And it right. just, yeah, you're going to have mucus. It's just part of it. And mine, I don't know, it's kind of bulky. Yeah. It's, it's, I know some people have like really small trachs or yeah, I can different trachs. It's to each its own. Do you have a preference on why you, why did you choose yours or? You don't really choose. No, you this don't. This is just what they had me use in the hospital. And then I just got, got comfortable with it. And I okay. hate changing the trach itself. Yeah. Because it hurts. Because for me, my, my feeling stops like my true feeling goes down to like my collarbone really wow. maybe a little lower yeah okay and that's new that's honestly way different because earlier yeah i could feel it but not truly feel it yeah and recently i started like messing around and it's like the needle test where they cool. poke you with the needle and see where you can feel that's well, great mine is definitely like down by my collarbone and my chest Cool. Good, good. Well, that, I love it. You know, you never know. There's always something coming in. Have you looked into those types of those new ventilators that you can like hook up where you don't need to be hooked up as much? They have like these no. new systems. I've heard of my friend Tyler uses a ventilator, but he doesn't have to use it full time anymore. Like it's, right. just, I don't know what he got. It's some, I should, mm. I should bring it up. I should, I'll ask more about him. There, see, but that's the annoying part too. Yeah. They're always changing the vents. Yeah. Coming up with new ones and stuff. Yeah. And honestly, especially when you have different companies every time making all this different stuff. Yeah, they're constantly doing new stuff now. Yeah. So it's it's kind of annoying because like you get comfortable to how the air goes, how you're breathing. Right. And they're like, All right, well, that's discontinued. So we're gonna try to get you on this new one. And I'm Is like, it scary? Yeah, it is because yeah, my breathing is very particular. It's comfortable. Yeah, and yeah. to try to change it to something you know that what? doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, is is kind of scary. Is it pretty yeah. like um with a ventilator the kind that you have on the back of your chair, so you can just go out and do pretty much oh. anything you would in a normal power chair, even if you weren't on a ventilator, yep. pretty much, right? Yeah, it was like. Trilogy. It doesn't really limit you, right? I mean, it does. I mean, you can still mm. fly on an airplane, right? No, you can't. Well, that's my choice. Okay. Because I saw my buddy do it, and I know it's possible. But personally, because yeah. you probably because you travel. Yeah, I travel. Yeah, it's still a pain in right. the ass, but you know, I don't use a vent, but I don't like it. But because of that, mm -hmm. not just the vent reason, but because I have no movement below the neck. Right. It's like I don't trust them to not fuck up my chair. You mess up. I know, right? Board on my chair. You're not going anywhere, and I'm screwed. Yeah. I know, I know. It's very nerve-wracking. Put me in one of those tiny ass plane chairs. Yeah, aisle chair. No. 
Like so, and for me, I'm a pretty big guy, and like okay, I have really wide hips, <laughs> and so like to try to fit in one of those aisle seats, I don't know. I just don't trust. It me. would probably be really hard. Um, one yeah. day though, one day if there's a trip in your future, yes. you should try to go at some point. It's oh, not yeah. fun, but once you get there, it's worth yeah, it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about my dad's always telling me he wants to get me down to uh, New Orleans because I. Uh, I'm all about my music. Ah, that's that's great. Yeah. yeah so you know wonderful. what? And you know what's great about music? It don't change after a spinal cord injury. You can still go to a concert and just sit exactly. there and enjoy it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing to do. Go mm -hmm. to concerts. My chair goes up and down so I can see over people and stuff. And like, yeah, I love dancing. I love going out partying and stuff. Yeah. Do you like the slushy drinks? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I always see those people yeah. in New Orleans drinking the slushy drinks. And right. I was in Vegas recently, and everyone was drinking those big slushy drinks in Vegas. And they're yeah. really fun. But I, do you drink alcohol? And how does it oh, yeah. affect you differently? I know I do, too. I have to be careful, though, with the whole catheter situation. But it's Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I have a super pubic, so I'm a little lucky that way where it's just, it's always draining through, like, okay. through, like, my stomach. And, but... It, uh, I don't know, drinking, I'm usually, <laughs> I'm usually more of a, uh, a liquor shots type of person. Me too. I like jello I shots. I like sipping. Mm -hmm. Jello shots are nice. Yeah. I think I blacked out on jello shots. What? So. Okay. <laughs> so I'm curious now. I have a question for you. You were telling me about how you yeah. keep yourself really healthy and I think especially yeah. now everyone's wanting to be healthy and worried about all that so right. why don't you what right. do you do other I mean, let's talk about diet do you eat anything uh, that it. you know that you like to make sure you keep nope. in shape so diet wise so like in the last year last year around april 1st mm -hmm. i wanted to lose some weight because i was gigantic and uh i uh, started doing these meal replacement shakes okay and I finally found one that didn't taste like fluff and like didn't taste like fakeness. Cause like I tried all the shakeology and the like mm -hmm. isogenics and all that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't really like how they tasted uh, as far as like being like genuine nu nutrients. Yeah. So I got, but I found this one on Amazon I like, and uh, it's got a ton of nutrients. It's called like nature's bounty okay. uh, vitamin and protein. Yeah. And it has a ton of different vitamins. And for like, for people like us, like bowel. Yeah. Is a big one to avoid yep. any dysreflexia or anything. Mm -hmm. So it has like a shit ton of probiotics and digestive enzymes and all that kind cool. of stuff. I saw so your. It's pretty nice. And that's a vitamin that you take orally right. every day? It's a shake, and it, okay. I, I relate it to more like a, what's it called, the, the, the little shakes they give. Insure. Yeah. Insure. Yeah. Yep, it's like an insure on steroids. Ah. And that's ah. basically what it is. That's cool. And so yeah. you're not usually very, do you get the flu, you don't usually get a cold no. every year or nothing? Nice. No, not usually. And mm -hmm. honestly, I think that big part of that is because I do cough resistance. Okay. And it, it literally clears out anything that could get in there. That's awesome. And it pulls it all out. 
And I saw yeah. your, um, your, your video too, that you made about drinking water and how you yeah. drink a big thing of water, you know? Yep. I probably, you, honestly, I probably do like, let's see, 90 ounces of water during the day and probably wow. shoot two, two and a half to three liters of water at night. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, it's it's a good I method. A lot of water. Yeah. And I was just for anyone that hasn't seen the video, which is probably everyone, most people are watching this right now. Everybody. But it's a good one because no one basically you chug it. You basically <laughs> chug the whole thing of water right away. You're like, I'm not yep. gonna screw around with this. I'm gonna get it down and just not nope. worry about it. And that's a good idea. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Just because I hate having like people constantly coming up to me being like, Hey, yeah. are you thirsty? Hey, do you want some water? Hey, your urine's kind of yellow. All that kind of bullshit. Get out of my face. Here. I know. That's annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I just make sure I take care of it. That's good. I like that's that. the easiest way. I, I wish I would have learned that right away. I did not yeah. do that. Um, I had many UTIs, so that's uh, a good tip. So um, do you do any right. physical therapy still to stay, keep your body in shape, or what do you do for uh, your body? So I would say yes and no. Yeah. So I do all my physical therapy here at the house. Okay. And and it's very unique It uh i don't go anywhere but it definitely keeps me keeps me in shape and stuff okay so like about four to five hours at night when i'm sleeping i do what's called wearable therapy oh you do. and mm -hmm. it's an electric stem suit that yeah. i wrap onto my body and it it stimulates all my muscles. That's really and, cool. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. I want one. I want one. I saw yeah. I saw your booty, by the way. You have a really good butt. Oh, yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, and I was that. like, what the hell? <laughs> I need one of those because I've been sitting on my butt for way longer than you have. And I know I, know. I really need one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's huge. I've never had a pressure sore. I've never had cool. muscle atrophy or any of that. So it's, how it's much does it cost? It's like, what is, what's it called and all that? Cause people, I don't even know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's made by Axio Bionics, which is a company here in Michigan, okay. uh, in Ann Arbor. And he, uh, the guy that runs the company is named Phil Muccio. And okay. he made the same suit for, uh, Christopher Reeves. Oh, and okay. yeah, so he's been doing this since like 95 and, awesome, awesome. and it's this yeah it it works really well it's so really expensive though and it's really expensive okay yeah but it is unique to every person oh and he's been saying he's been able to get more people to pay through insurance lately really oh so he's trying that's so cool yeah, so. so it basically stimulates your muscles you wear this for four to five hours yep. it replicates like you're actually using those muscles and before you yeah. know it your body down below that should be atrophied has exactly. normal muscles which is super cool yep. i mean yeah. mind blow I, uh, ah, uh, and uh, I, yeah. I i really like as a girl yeah. like that's really exciting for me like i i mean right. are you talking like thousands yeah. of dollars though yeah yeah we had to take out a loan and stuff oh, to yeah. pay for it yeah just because yeah, we're not big money people yeah and it's and it's tough okay. and it's tough but it is it works and i know that's great i don't know if you've seen mm -hmm. uh jesse yeah jesse Strachan. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and she uses it too and yeah, yeah. it helps she's great and it's not yeah, just for vanity. You're using it. Obviously, that's a nice side effect, but it's for pressure sore prevention, right? 
keep the muscles. Stores, mm-hmm. blood circulation, um, yep. which yep. is probably also why I don't really get sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All types of stuff. That's and incredible. like, I haven't had a UTI in probably over two years. Holy crap. I'm not, I'm going to knock yeah. that wood for you right now. I'm not going to. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. Because that's, that's it. it. You so, don't want to say yeah. that out loud. Yeah. No, it's insane. <laughs> And honestly, that one, that one, I think is because I've been going ever since I've been going to meditation. So like once a week, except for right now, once a week, there's a yoga studio around here where I go to meditation. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I've heard so many people in wheelchairs or paralyzed that love meditation. Yes. It's honestly so huge. And I was reading an article talking about how doing meditation increases mm-hmm. your immune system similar to that of like the strength of if you took the really? flu vaccine what? Yeah. okay, yeah. okay. So i don't know i don't know if it's just a coincidence i've been doing good yeah but yeah i haven't had a UTI. that's really good since i've been doing it so. okay well i didn't even ask yeah. you about your college i know you went to the university of michigan right yeah yeah yep. Okay. And um, what's your degree? Where did you graduate? Are you still- <laughs> so it's called mathematical biology. What? It's basically just a math degree. Okay. Which is like applied sciences and uh, being able to do medical research and okay. different uh, uh, population modeling using awesome. math and using high powered computing to uh, solve complicated math problems based around, based around different populations uh, which is the like biology part okay cool yeah are you gonna do anything with it one day or what's your plan job plan yeah right now so right now mm-hmm. I'm just running our nonprofit oh yeah so nonprofit. My, yeah so when my accident happened, I uh, we created a nonprofit in my name called the Drew Crew, yep. and that's honestly where we we've been able to raise money for some people like Jesse and yeah. like oh really people oh, to help them that's get awesome. to help them get the wearable therapy. That's cool. Because it know is that. that yeah. yeah, and it's I'm just trying to build it, which once again the shit going on right now i know it is kind of scary it is scary i heard there's going to yeah. be some funding for nonprofits, though the federal government's yeah. going to yeah they, they're going to be funding nonprofits okay. because nonprofits are essential to the community for a lot of people and they yeah. rely on nonprofit services for a lot right. of things so you should look exactly. into that because we're going to as well as a nonprofit for spinalpedia gotcha but, yeah i so you know i never knew the face of spinalpedia i always yeah. saw you i didn't i didn't like know yeah honestly i was always a little skeptical of being like i uh-huh. hope that shit isn't ran by like a, a devotee or some shit <laughs> i i am the girl that picks every photo on spinalpedia's okay. instagram page and then nice. josh my boss is actually a, a quad and he's a lawyer and he's been paralyzed for, and he's a little younger than me and he <laughs> started the nonprofit, and i just run it for him and so we both oh, are kind shit. of the yeah so josh basil and then me tiffany oh, nice. and we kind of run it and we uh, also That's it's awesome. all east coast based even though i'm in minnesota and then we okay. try to take people out and do adaptive adventures like you should talk right. to josh because maybe you can do something one day we like to take people That'd be cool. skiing i have been right. on that's kind of scary maybe for you but uh, i don't know there's a lot of crazy stuff I, I'm that not scary easy. 
<laughs> I know. Well, so you're telling me you were athletic before. So since you've been paralyzed, yeah. have you tried to do any adaptive things? No, and I've been trying to get uh, the one dude that makes that bowler thing to like okay. try bowling, just because it's oh, yeah. something. It's one sport that I can do where it's where it's not like it's not dependent on my ability to do anything. Yeah. My ability to line up and roll. So yeah, the I can bowler. It's that's yeah. a really cool thing. I know. Yeah, but I know they're, and I'm trying to help Bill, uh, get or, uh, yeah, I'm trying to help him find a new manufacturer. But oh, really? Yeah, because you said that's that's why they haven't made any recently. I haven't noticed. Okay. Yeah. I guess oh. they ran into some issues with oh. their last manufacturer and I was trying to help them find someone else. Uh, but, uh, cause I want to, I want to get one, but. Is it expensive or they were, were they expensive? They're 800 bucks. What? No but way. But it's, wow. yeah, yeah. That's true. How about 3D right. printing? They could figure out a 3D printing process for it maybe. Mm. I don't know. That'd be a know. big ass 3D printer. Yeah, I don't know much about that, I guess. I'm just throwing something out. Okay, so before right. I, I let you go, I mean, there's so many things yeah. I could talk to you about, but I, I do have to go to, I have to start my job in a little bit. But, okay, I just want to ask yeah. you, this is going to be kind of a personal question, but how about girlfriends and dating? Have you no, dated since your injury? Uh, like, what's the situation there? <laughs> so, yeah, Where I've talked you? about this a lot. It's, yeah. it's pretty shitty at the moment. Okay, just, okay. Just because, like, mm -hmm. So it's been about three years since I dated anybody, and it was yeah. like three years before that before I dated anybody. Okay, because it, yeah. it's it's just it's irritating. It's, it's are you even trying? I mean, for a lot of people, they don't even care. They're like, if it happens, it happens. I'm I not try. really caring. And you're 25, so it's and like I whatever. Try, I try to give it that mentality, just yeah. because whenever I try, nothing happens, and when I don't try, it finally happens. Okay, uh, but. Yeah, I'd like to find someone. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to have someone. Shit, a nice quarantine bay or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, maybe with the I just like to ask. You know, there's yeah. always it's an interesting topic. Everyone's always right. you know looking whether they're in a chair or not. I I have many. Well, it's frustrating because like for someone like myself, it's so irritating because everybody always wants to tell me like, oh, you're funny, you're good looking, all this different stuff. But it's like mm -hmm. nobody is willing to step out of their comfort zone or to try try something different and mm -hmm. try i don't know well being with you know different. it can take it might take you to 35 to find the right woman yeah. but let me tell you she is out Maybe. there i didn't find a guy that I even love, yeah. like I'm gonna marry till like I was 40. Like it took me a really long time. It did, and right. I'm not even married yet. But I think I found someone I'm gonna get married to, and then you know, I, nice. I think I did. But it, I, I, you know, nice. it's hard, you know, wheelchair it or not. Is. But you know, I know a lot of people on events that have gotten married, so you know that's possible. I know. Yeah, but how many of them? How many of them are girls? <laughs> True. Because like guys don't give a shit. Guys yeah. would be like, I don't care. She cute. And she really? makes me laugh and she makes me feel good. Really? But really? like guys or girls, they You think so? Willingness to put up with all this bullshit. You know, I don't nice know. 
it's interesting. I hear both. Yeah, and I believe that is your experience. Because, uh, and I funny if you watched like the the documentary Murder Ball, where they interview all the girls right. that date the guys in wheelchairs, and then yeah. they go into this whole thing about how girls are more like, or women are more like better caregivers, so they're they're more apt to guys in chairs or have better luck finding um, a, 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 a girlfriend. And I was like, well, because I was having a lot of time finding a guy that would even sit right. past my chair. And then I was like, right. I wish I was a guy in a chair because women are more caregivers. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something that's not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know either. That's not man. my experience. Yeah. Who knows really? I think it as depends soon on as, the person. Because I can tell you on multiple, multiple, multiple occasions mm-hmm. where I'm talking to a girl and we're getting along. Yeah. And it's just going well. And then all of a sudden, dude walks up and then just kind of walks away. Not the right person then. Not the right girl. Yeah. It's true. That's how it is. True. Well, I'm not going to go into this any nope. deeper, but I just thought maybe you had a story there. But that's interesting. Oh, trust me. Yeah. I got plenty of stories there. <laughs> so before I let you go, and I know I feel like we I could talk to you for a lot longer, but we should talk again and yeah. let's let's the, what's the name of your podcast on YouTube so people can find you. Definitely. So look up excuse my language, but and then that's yeah. really okay. Yep. Excuse my language, but awesome. Yep. And the name of your prop because you're I have on- a pretty bad mouth. So. <laughs> I like that though. I noticed that right away. I was like, "Ooh, I could talk mm-hmm. real dirty with this guy, but I better not on my podcast." Why not? For this job. Well, not for podcast. this job. That's what podcasts <laughs> were meant for. They're not meant for all this bullshit about like being politically pro- correct I know. I and know. being mm-hmm. so goddamn sensitive. Yeah, uh, you're right. I can get into a whole rants mm-hmm. about how fucking sensitive People everybody are. is right now it's so irritating oh they are so i agree they are we could do a podcast on that all right well i, I hope know. that you're staying are you in quarantine and not leaving your house right now yeah all right yeah well, i'm trying to make sure everybody else else is staying safe and staying healthy i know Just i hope because it does. I hope it's, it's yeah it's a long wait we have two more weeks yeah. ahead of us here in minnesota so i hope that right I know. same with us probably more yeah i think they said three weeks here so oh i know i don't know what to say i hope that you have stuff to do don't get too bored over there all right all right (laughs) and um once again your nonprofit is drew's crew the drew crew the drew crew is there a website the drew crew dot org okay yep and go there and then yeah go follow me on social media uh instagram everything just drew claiborne drew claiborne yeah well Super cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I'll see you. All right. Bye. Bye. So hello everybody. We are joined by Loa Grisbach and I'm really excited to speak with her. We've been kind of playing podcast tag a little bit. So here she is. Hey Loa, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. It's uh, what Tuesday afternoon during quarantine and I did make it out a little bit today. So that's good. I had to go to the pharmacy, but life's pretty boring right now. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Okay, great. Well, let's start from the beginning, if you don't mind. I don't need to know exactly where you live, but which state do you live in? I'm in Washington State. Oh, you are in Washington, right, up there on the Pacific Northwest. So, okay, so how old are you? I am 36. You're 36. Wow, you look like you're 26. I thought you were in your 20s for sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so awesome. So I don't know much. I think I read some about your injury, but I, I think it's always good to kind of just start these podcasts without knowing much. So it's all really organic. So why don't you just tell us about your injury? You know, you don't have to go into all details if you don't want to, just so people can kind of know how long you've been injured and that kind of thing. Yeah, 
No, absolutely. I was injured when I was 15 years old. It was a five, six level injury, but there were complications with edema um, that ascended so functionally at the C23 level. Okay. Okay. So, and that was how many years ago? 18. 18. Wow. So, okay. So you were, uh, I'm doing the math. You were, you're 18. That's crazy. So you're a teenager. So, well, um, when you were first injured, how did you feel like about your situation in your future? Cause I know, were you just out of high school or what was your situation like at the time of your injury? I was actually still a senior in high school. Okay. And, um, I enrolled in university the following fall right away. Okay. Wow. I was able to attend graduation, even though I was still in high school. Um, or sorry, I was still in rehab, and I was one of the commencement speakers. That's cool. That's cool. So you were were you wanting to graduate on time? Was that one of your goals? Um, there was really no reason not to graduate on time. I had been using a pretty academically heavy schedule in all of my earlier years in high school and almost all of my requirements were already completed. And so there were only a few things that I needed to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know for a lot of people when they have such a, you know, an injury like yours, sometimes they, you know, um, they're not sure if they want to go right back into school. So I think it's great that you push through and kind of was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing. Was that kind of your mindset? Um, absolutely. There's, there was no reason not to continue to live life to the best of my ability. Um, I attended university right away. Yeah. I didn't go full time, but I proceeded to live life and continue to do things. There was no reason to stop. I know. So I always ask this question because so many people have a couple years of depression after their injury. So I think it's great that you push through right away. So, okay. So using a ventilator can, you know, be a lot of extra, you know, you, I know you need a lot of caregiving, like probably 24 seven, I'm guessing. Right. I do need yeah, yeah. someone paying attention to 24 seven. Yes. Yeah. So what's it like? Tell us what life is like using a ventilator. What was it like? I know that you have this new ventilator you're using that I want to talk about, but when you were first injured and you had your old ventilator, what was that life like? If you don't mind sharing. No, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, you know, for me, it wasn't something that was an initial part of my intrigue. I started using events just a few days after. And so it sort of was a little bit of a gradual transition into the ventilator. And it was just sort of one of many things that was going on. And so it was kind of just like one of the other things that happened and kind of rolling with the punches. And um, there was so much going on at the time that yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it too intensely at first. Yeah. But um, you know, as I started, as I finished rehab and started living a more normal life out in the community again, I realized that even though you see a lot of people out and about that are in wheelchairs who don't necessarily see a lot of people that are using ventilators that yeah. 
make it out into the community. And I think a big part of that is that it's very complicated. Um, yeah. You need a lot of support um, devices and um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and that can be prohibitive yeah. because there's a lot of equipment people need and that's why boxing has been really amazing for me, but for the entire ventilated community. Well, I think, you know, I, 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 I was on a ventilator for a month after my injury because I was in a diving accident and I screwed up my lungs, but I, that was hard enough. I, and so I know a little bit about life on a ventilator. Not really though. I mean, so if you want to share, what are some things, you know, maybe the average person doesn't really know uh, that's interesting maybe about, you know, using a ventilator. I think a lot of people think it's pretty restrictive, but you're out and about for sure. So um, the reason that it can be very restrictive is because at breast you need suction and coppices for many people. It varies depending on why someone's using a ventilator. Yeah. What sort of support they might need. Um, some people don't need those as much as they need oxygen. Okay. But regardless, there's various other devices and components and therapies that you need to support you while you are breathing on a ventilator. And because that suddenly becomes multiple pieces of large equipment and there's power cords and more wires and tubes and closes, it suddenly becomes a lot more than can easily be transported on a wheelchair. And that makes it difficult. In addition to moving your wheelchair in your ventilator, you have all this other stuff that requires a lot of people, muscle, and physical space and planning. And that's why it becomes prohibitive people to get out and about um yeah. especially if they aren't healthy and really need a lot of that extra support mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right cool i know that um so uh, let's see here so i want to talk about your ventec ventilator just because i think your new ventilator has kind of enabled you to be more independent and i and so if you want to talk just about that and how that this new ventilator yeah no absolutely yeah. so Boxing um, is an acronym for the five therapies that are included all in the device. So V, ventilation, O, oxygen concentrator, C, coppices, S, suction, and nebulizer. And so that basically encompasses most of what someone who is on a ventilator may need. Some people need all those therapies, some just need a combination of them, and you now have one device, one charging cable, one circuit, and everything operates together. So when you do need one of those therapies, you don't have to hook up additional equipment. It's already there, ready to go on board. You just go into the screen, turn that therapy on, and then when it's done, you can just go back to normal ventilation and keep going about your business. All right, that's awesome. So, did I? I know this wasn't in my questions, but did your insurance? Does insurance cover this ventilator? Um, you know, there are. Okay. Everyone's insurance is different, and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of options, and okay. it just depends on a person, individual situation. Um, if 
Yeah, I was talking to another guy who I was going to be on this podcast who uses a ventilator too. And he just said, I just happened to be, he just happened to land with the ventilator that he's using today. And he's like, I don't, I didn't even put much thought into it. It's just the most comfortable one. And I thought that was interesting that there's quite a number of different options out there. So, but. I feel ventilation is very personal. And that's one of the other wonderful things about Moxon is it's very easy to adjust settings mm-hmm. to make it comfortable for a variety of people with a variety of diagnoses and everyone's physiology is different and to accommodate that so that it's easy to breathe comfortably. Um, it's not all ventilators are made in such a way that it is comfortable for everyone. And that's one of the wonderful things about boxing is because it's very customizable. It really caters to a huge portion of the population. Awesome. So I know you've been injured for 18 years and obviously in your situation, you have to be pretty creative. And, um, do you have any like tips and tricks over the years you've found just to be independent with your situation? Um, you know, I just, um, try and approach my situation in a way that when I'm needing help that, I don't feel like it's restricting my independence and the things that I can do on my own with the computer, I do when I don't have as much help and when I have help, I do the things that require more help. So I'm careful about balancing my time so that I can make the most out of the help that does come in. Um, I'm very, very lucky. I have an incredibly supportive family um, that gives me a lot of support and my younger sister lives here and she's been a lot of time helping me giving beverages and thinking for a safe hydrated and so we all just work together yeah work together it takes a village and it sounds like you have a great family i'm glad you do awesome so okay so with the current crisis going on with the covid19 and i know that with your situation what are you doing to make sure that you in your lungs stay safe right now well, I am staying at home. Um, there is, you know, a lot going on. And as much as I would like to be out there helping to make things better for people, I am more at risk. So I'm staying home. I've been very careful with my nursing staff, mm-hmm. sort of managing who's been exposed and making sure just being extra cautious for those who are coming in to keep that um, risk of exposure down and we're doing pretty well. Good, good. I'm glad. And um, do you have any tips for anyone out there who's a quadriplegic on how to be extra clean? I know there's a lot of tips going out there. It sounds like you're just wiping everything off too, huh? And wearing gloves, that kind of thing. Pretty much doing the you know same standard precautions that everyone is keeping the house clean, lots of hand washing, yep. being careful about who comes in and out of the house, and you know making sure that sterile or not sterile, I guess I should say, clean techniques are definitely high priority right now. Yeah, it's so important right now. It's crazy. Okay, so, and I know that you are an ambassador for Ventech, which basically means that you um, kind of help talk about the ventilator 
through their social media and that kind of thing. And I, I saw some, uh, I saw you with a bunch of people working at the, was it the Abilities Expo or something like that? Um, where, where were you? Yeah. I saw you at some. I saw you with the, wearing a cool purple polo uh, with the crew at Ventex at somewhere, and maybe it was their website. But it looked really cool. I was like, oh man, she's out there. Oh, wow. everybody. Yeah. I don't know if that was me. Um, yeah. We have gray vests, and you may have seen us at the um, AARC trade show, but. Yeah, that's the one. I saw you and that other guy on the ventilator too. You were both posed with the with all those people. Oh, yes. So um, that was Steve Gleason. Yeah, um, yeah. He keeps using Voxen as well. Cool. That's cool. I like that a company you know recruits people like who actually use the um the equipment. You know, so you can because that's the best way to you know to know that it's good stuff when actual real life people are using it. So I think that's cool. Um, well, I would I would never put my Mm -hmm. name or face um endorsing something that i don't really believe in and boxing is really the top one yeah it has changed my life in such an incredible way and a lot incredible people into my life and i'm very blessed awesome so okay so what do you do for fun when you're not you know having to be consumed with whatever in your life right now that's not fun what do you do for fun mm -hmm. Um, I spend a lot of time with friends and family. Okay. I enjoy reading. I enjoy okay. shopping. Thank you. Dinners. Well, internet shopping is the shopping we have to do now, which is unfortunate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, that is. <laughs> so, okay. So last but not least, there's a couple more questions. Um, so I know you mentioned your sister lives with you, and so um, do you have any other caregivers that um, that live with you? And I, I guess your caregivers are all covered too, right, by your insurance, which is great. Um, well, again, you know, insurance and cover situations vary from person to person. Yeah, no, I know. I have nurses that come in and out, and my other sister who does not live at home is also an RN, so she's part of my nursing team. Cool. And then cool. I have a sister who lives at home and both my parents and they're all involved in my care as well as friends that stop by and occasionally. I love that. So you love when we're not under quarantine. <laughs> so you're at home with your parents. That's awesome. Okay. I like that. You're around family, which is good. I know some people on ventilators, they, they do live on their own in apartments and whatnot, but for some, that's not necessarily something there. Are you, do you ever want to do that one day or are you happy? You know, um, I'm very fortunate that I have a family that has the ability and the interest in taking care of me and take excellent care of me and yeah. I would never want to to lose what um but I have in that emotional and physical support and you're getting the best care that's out there why would you ever want to change that true true and it sounds like you get along with your family really good so that's awesome okay so one last question is there anything else you would like to mention to the world before I let you go Mm -hmm. Um, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Just okay. during this time, you know, everyone needs to stay safe, take care of themselves, take care of those they love. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have an Instagram account, by the way? 
I do. Okay, what is that? Can people follow you? Are you okay with that or is it private? We can people can follow me and I actually I'm not sure. I think it's just my name. Loa Grisbach. Okay, well we'll share it um, in the podcast maybe in the little paragraph that goes with it so people if they want to follow you or ask you any questions they could. Yeah, it's just Loa Grisbach, all one word. Okay, Loa Grisbach. Awesome. All right, well thank you Loa for um, joining us. I hope you stay healthy and we'll be in touch. You too, Tiffany. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.